Peace, peace. Welcome to the Robot Afro Show. My name is Chandler, and I've always been your host. Welcome to our special 2022... <laughs> Look at that, I'm struggling already with the year. Um, 2022 um, Electric Boogaloo. No, 2022 Potluck Podcast. This is our end-of-the-year roundup where I just want to kind of in a, you know... You know, kind of in a loose way, go over the year. What reviewed certain things, what happened, what was important to us. So I wasn't going to do this podcast. Please excuse me. I have to pull something off and it has Velcro. This is going to be very noisy. Okay. Um, that was my furry suit. No, kidding. Um, I wanted to talk about, I wasn't going to do this at first. And, okay, wait. Center yourself. <sighs> Walk with me, fam. I'm just getting warmed up. It's 7 o'clock in the morning. Okay, I wasn't going to do a podcast about 2022, but then I decided that so much happened in 2022 that, in my opinion... It could possibly go down as one of the most, the greatest and most influential uh, years in human history. That's right. I said it. Human history. All of human history. Where do we begin? I want to start off first by just acknowledging all the people that we lost and obviously not all of them as uh jesse lee peterson would say not all not all not all not all of them but the ones that came into my on my radar i wrote out a little list um trying to remember who i could remember so that you know it would be more authentic the ones i couldn't remember it just wasn't in my purview but they still happen and they still mean a lot to other people but this is what I was able to come up with um and yeah some I look back at you know I, I kept a little file so some of them were already in my file so it's not like I'm some type of uh, super genius and I remember all of these names because it's not true okay um we lost twitch on uh, the dancer dj from the ellen show that just happened very recently so it's still raw um, also, Irene Cara, beautiful, love you, sis. Um, Shinzo Abe, the former prime minister of Japan, was shot while delivering a speech. That was horrible, horrific, and it shows you how barbaric we still are as a species. Aaron Carter lost his battle. Um, Loretta Lynn, Olivia Newton-John, Naomi Judd. Rapper Takeoff, Meatloaf Icon, uh, Louis Anderson, comedy legend, also a legend, Gilbert Godfrey, um, actor Ray Liotta, James Caan, Anne Heche, Bill Russell, talk about legends, um, and Franco Harris, uh, Coolio, William Hurt, the, the great Sidney Poitier, Poitier. Always would say that Portier, Portier. Um, I would always do that my whole life. So so funny that I did it just now. Um, Angela Lansbury, the beautiful Nichelle Nichols. I swear I was captivated by that woman as a child. She to this day, to this day, she still has the greatest legs in the history of television. Kirstie Alley, the legend Pele, and Barbara Walters were the last to leave us recently um but also queen elizabeth uh gorbachev uh russian leader um and pop saget was like the first one to dip out so this year hit us really hard you know i mean i don't remember this many celebrities passing away before i know it's happened and they're Excuse me once again. There are many people that I left off. I know people are going to be like, what about little so-and-so? What about? What about I didn't remember them, bro? Sorry. 
That's what you're for. Okay? You remember them. You bring them up. Okay? And if there's somebody significant that you think I should have brought up, mention it to me. Be like, hey, bro, you know, you didn't get to so-and-so. And, you know, maybe uh, if it's significant enough or if I think it's interesting enough, I will bring it up. So this year also brought us um, something interesting. There's an interesting phenomenon going on this year. Um, uh, it's me saying, um, <laughs> but before I get into it, I just wanted to, um, kind of backtrack a little bit. I wanted to get the people we lost out of the way because it's a little bit of a somber, a little bit of a downer, but hopefully we can end this on an upswing. Okay. So I started the robot Afro show in 2022. So for me, 2022 was specifically, you know, it was, you know, uh, a great year for doing something, for putting something out there that I had formulated in my mind. This was an idea, you know, you know, like Barbara Walters would say in the old introduction to the view, I had this idea for a show. Me too. I had this idea for a talk show, for a podcast. And that idea, you know, went from being in my head to, you know, I'm now on my 21st episode. You know, I, 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 I started like in, in the beginning of the year with the formulation of the idea or, or like actually trying to lay it down and figure things out because I had never been on the microphone before. I never podcasted before. I never did any editing like, you know, so this was all new territory for me. Um, I'm a writer and an artist by nature. So doing this, this is, you know, it's, it's not really in my wheelhouse, you know, but now here I am, like I said, doing my 21st episode. So for some, for me, for something to live in my head and for me to sketch it out and then get another artist to redefine what I had done, put that out there, you know, trademark it and, you know, um, come up, develop all of the stories that I wanted and the things I wanted to touch on and, you know, make that into this cohesive thing that actually works on some level. I Listen, I know I'm not the greatest podcast out there. I know I don't, I know I, I know I don't have the best voice. I know I don't articulate myself in the best way. I know I don't have the best memory. I know I don't have the best facts. I know I'm not the funniest. I know I'm not your favorite. But what I hope to be is I hope to be somebody you could look at and say, you know something, that guy, he genuinely has something to say. He's not just out there just babbling and just rambling on. He's actually bringing up points and talking about things. And maybe a lot of the things are things we already discuss. But somewhere along the line, I hope that as through all of my ramblings and babblings and joking and, you know, I, I flesh out some nugget, some some uh, portion of information or something that sparks you in a way that even if you heard it before, me saying it adds shed some light on it for you. It it you know it does something for you, and I think that's the goal of any podcast. You know, I'm out there doing it for that one person who's gonna get the shit that I'm saying. You know, um, so thank you for being here. Like I always say, you know, at the end, but I want to say it now. Thank you for supporting me. Thank you, because I, I did this podcast. It is, was one of the most challenging times of my life. It really is. It was. It still is. Um, and I'm not going to go into a whole bunch of personal details. You know, maybe if I stick around for another year, I'll start talking about some more personal things. But just know that this me creating this podcast was therapeutic. Okay? It was really therapeutic. It was cathartic. Um, it was very healing for me because I lost a lot in, in, you know, in the create, during the creation of this podcast, I went through a lot of pain, a lot of ups, a lot of downs, a lot of crazy shit in my life. This was a, a time of upheaval for me. So I ain't being here for you. 
y'all being here for me. That's what's actually going on here. Okay? You guys have helped to heal me, and this show has helped to heal me. And hopefully, there's somebody out there who listens to me, and they listen to the show, and they enjoy it. And it's, it's, I, I want to be somebody's favorite thing. <laughs> That's my goal. I want to be somebody's guy. I want to be somebody's go-to. I want to be somebody's, I want to go listen to that dude. I like the cut of his jib. There's something about him that I find endearing. Um, and I want to come back to it over and over. So if you can rep take that, find that, and then replicate that throughout a certain segment of the population, if I could just find my audience, I think everybody, all of us, we have our own audience out there. And I just want to find mine. Okay, I'm not trying to get all the people. I'm not an all the people kind of guy. I'm not a guy's guy. I'm not any of that. I'm me. I'm very much my own person. I have never really been influenced by, you know, things to the degree where it takes me from the core of who I am. And I'm attracted to other people who are like that. It's in the same way I like to watch people on the dance floor who can't dance. I genuinely enjoy watching that because there is something beautiful about someone who cannot dance and will do it anyway. Okay? By the way, I can dance. <laughs> Sorry, uh, my nose is running. Um, this weather is just terrible for me. New York weather is horrible for me. L.A. weather is horrible for me, too. And I, I, I go back and forth. Um, you know, I have a lot of things going on. but And I don't mean go back and forth in a way like, yo, I'm balling. Not. Not by far, not at all. <laughs> okay, not even a little bit. I have no, I have zero front in me. You know, how some people be like, "Yeah, I got, I got big money. I drive a big car. Everybody know me. It's like I'm a movie star. I don't got shit." Okay, as a matter of fact, I had most of my shit taken from me. So, um, you know, it is what it is, kids. And like I said, thank you. Um, so let's get into. What I think, I think first, okay, I want to acknowledge something here. The most important thing that has ever happened in, one of the most important things, I should say, I don't want to be like the most important, but I'll actually say this. Two of the most important things that have happened in human history happened in 2022. One, the Robot Afro Show happened kidding one was the development of fusion energy two was the government's uh saying that acknowledging ufos are real if either one of those things are a mystery to you you're a dummy no i'm just kidding <laughs> um perhaps you're paying to the wrong thing maybe you should turn off love and hip-hop i don't know but um and also, um, other things happen, great things, big things happen. But those two things, like the James Webb Telescope, um, but which I'll get to later on. But um, energy, okay? Achieving fusion energy. That has always been since I was a kid. That was the holy grail, okay? In all of those books, you know, and Arthur C. Clarke and all of those space books and all of that, Omni magazine, you know, in science, they've always been working on this big problem. How do we get clean, safe energy? How do we get, you know, and, and, and abundance? So it has to be those three things, really. I mean, well, two, you know, it has to be small and compact. It has to be abundant. It has to be safe. And it has to be clean. You can achieve this. That's a great thing. So we use nuclear energy now. Well, we don't just use nuclear energy. We use uh, fracking. We use coal, you know, um, you know, to, to create electricity and to run our power grids and all of these things. 
And, you know, nuclear energy has actually changed over the years. You know, from what I understand, you know, um, nuclear reactors have gotten safer. The new nuclear reactors are just much more efficient, less dangerous, you know, less chance of like a meltdown with like what happened at the um, uh, the reactor in Japan. I, I, I don't want to mangle the name because um, I'll be like, you know, saying something and people will be like, are you trying to make fun of? No, I just I don't want to say that name. <laughs> you understand? Do you understand? Oh no. Um so so here's the thing. Okay. Uh so we got fusion energy, right? Achieved. It's like I said, it's the holy grail. So what is it? It's zero point energy. Okay. It's creating energy from atoms. It's fusing atoms together. And then the energy you get out of that fusion is it's it it's damn near limitless okay it's like you join two or more uh atoms into a larger one you know and you fuse them together hence the name fusion you know and you get hydrogen fuel from it and this is supposed to be this unlimited source now what we do in nuclear reactors is fission okay that's what happens in a nuclear power plant it's like a fake version of fusion, <laughs> okay? Um, you pull in uh, atoms and particles apart from each other and you're creating a reaction, okay? But it's not the same because, you know, it has to do with the balance of what you lose versus what you gain, okay? Um, you split the, 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 the large atom into smaller ones and then, you, you know, the fuel sources like uranium, plutonium, um, and so it's different. And that one, that actually has, um, you know, you have, then you wind up with these pools of these spent nuclear fuel rods and, you know, in, in water and you have to take them out and they're radioactive for years. And then they go and they bury them in the desert and in mountains and they put them on these trains and they pass them through these towns and it's really bad. Okay. But what we did now is we got... Uh, 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 a fusion reaction not fission fission is the fake one that's the one that's in nuclear power plants i mean it works fine but it has a, a a greater cost because it has that that radiation that radioactive waste fusion is purported to be different it won't have that same waste problem you're talking about clean energy now now we're talking about the environment how dare you? <laughs> Yo, that was funny. How uh, Greta shut um, homeboy down, Andrew Tate. That shit was truly epic, by the way. Um, that's also a great thing that happened this year. I'm going to put that up there because that dude, Andrew Tate, whatever the fuck his name is, he gets on my nerves. Like his whole energy is off. He just sounds, he's horrible to me. Um, he so annoying. His voice is annoying. What he says is annoying, and it's like he's like the leader of like, I don't know, something. Just a, a losers. Um, I don't like him. Sorry. Um, I'm not saying he's a horrible person, but I'm not a fan. I don't listen to shit like that. I don't listen to guys like that. As soon as I hear you talking, I'm turned off. It's like, bye. Um, so, so anyway, you know, we, we have... Um, you know, all kinds of energy sources. Like I said, I mentioned fracking earlier. Well, what happens, you know, because there are people who will be like, well, here you go with this fusion energy. What about fracking? That's all makes my money. Okay, I understand that. And I sympathize with that. The same way I sympathize and empathize with those in the coal industry. I don't want to put people in Virginia out of work. I don't want to put people in Kentucky out of work. I don't want to see that happen to them. Just because they don't live in the same state state as me, that doesn't mean I don't understand their plight, because I do. It's just that those particular industries, those ways of producing electricity, have the cost of it is so high, the cost on our environment. Um, I would say, look, man, if we're switching over to fusion, you can either do one or two things. You can either pay the people who worked in the coal industry to do other things, or you could give them stipends, or you could retrain them. 
But what we cannot do is we cannot leave people who were into coal and fracking out in the cold, so to speak. I mean, fracking, think about, I, I understand why we're doing it. But fracking, man, is a dirty business. That is a dirty, birdie business. You dirty birdie. How dare you? <laughs> um, you know, when, when you frack, you got to drill down into the earth. Then they, the drill kind of slants, and then it creates these fractures. And then you, you know, through the shale layer, and then you kind of like, you know, you suck out all of this, and then you're using the water, and then you got the natural gas that's in there. I understand all of that. But what happens with the problem is, is that you you then have a, a risk of uh, contaminating the groundwater. You create these wells, these where you store this dirty water, and then, you know, just like anything else, systems fail, things fail, and then next thing you know, we got... You know, we got a sick Aaron Brockovich on you, okay? So, you know, now that we are, have achieved fusion energy, the holy grail, um, the, the sci-fi wet dream, I mean, we're talking about clean energy here. We're talking about our rivers and our lakes. I, I think in the future, I think that cleaning up our former mess is going to be one of the biggest businesses on the planet, cleaning up all of the old oil spills and hidden drums in the earth of contaminated material and extracting all of the excess carbon out of the air and all of these things, I think that's going to be a really big business in the in not just the United States, but worldwide. That's going to be something we're going to be doing, cleaning up our environment, getting all of the trash out of the water, as new systems come into play, as they, because look, they say, you know, when they ask, like, when is, when are we going to have fusion energy? When is, when is it actually going to happen? Because, you know, to most people, it sounds like a pipe dream. Well, here's the thing. They say 30 years, but think about it. What it really means, that's like a overestimate because they don't want to, you know, they don't want people asking them, are we there yet? Are we there yet? Are we there yet? No. This is like a situation where it's going to be like now all of these companies that have been working in this industry in different capacities, in different ways, basically all the people you don't hear about <laughs> and all the companies and things that most the average person doesn't hear about. All of these people and all of these companies are now are they going to bring all of this stuff to the forefront? Now they're gonna it's gonna take get top priority. Now they're gonna get a whole bunch of funding. Now they're gonna do a whole bunch, they're gonna start taking their research to the next phase because now the applications are more the it's it's closer to fruition, it's more practical now because you know, so it's like you're gonna find ways to convert this power and what can we do with it and how can we use it to are people going to use it to heat their homes well if they do that then what happens to the people who work and put our electric grid and, da -da -da, and how do you convert these things and so it's going to be a lot of politicking it's going to be a lot of politicking it's going to be a lot of shuffling but at the end of the day you know uh I'm 53 years old, so like the great Martin Luther King said, I may not get there with you, but we as a people will get to the fusion land. <laughs> um, you know, so, I, you know, I, I, I'm sure my generation, us Xers, <laughs> will be there to see some of that, okay, for sure. But you guys are going to get the ball rolling now. I say the ball is going to get rolling in the next 10 years. I say the next 10 years, we're going to start seeing the first practical rollouts of fusion energy and what we can do with it. Um, so, yeah, that was like, um, to me, it is, there's nothing bigger than that. Now, I know for most people, it's like, yeah, 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 that don't mean shit to me. Well, it means shit to you if you have... If you care about the future, if you care about this planet beyond yourself, if you care about your children and your grandchildren and the rest of your, you know, progeny and people who will, you know, you know, this planet is, you know, we are caretakers while we are here and we are caretakers for the next generation to me. Um, listen, I, I, I can't I'm not an environmentalist. You know, I do what I can. How dare you? <laughs> I do what I can. You know what I mean? 
I recycle. If I had a house, I would compost. <laughs> you know, I I never litter, ever. I don't throw anything on the floor. I never have since I was a child. Okay, I carry my trash with, with me until I can find a place to, you know, distribute my rubbish. I do not. I have never. I once actually, um, true story, I was uh, dating somebody and uh, I wanted to date her. And she had a kid and I saw her outside one day and um, watched her with her kid and uh, just watched her kid throwing shit on the floor. And I was like, I can't date this woman. It's, un it's not correctable. <laughs> um, we're still friends, though. But, um, yeah, so I... I we have a we have a job to do. We are stewards of this planet. And I think that this generation, what we did with creating fusion energy, I think that that was an accomplishment of the entire human race. You know, everybody did their part being themselves. We got here as a group. So I'm taking credit. <laughs> you know, we got here. We did it. Where's that at? <laughs> Omni Magazine, where's that at? <laughs> We got here. Yay. <laughs> Take that, Bible. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Take that, God. <laughs> Science did it. You know, uh, it's great. It's a great accomplishment. But we've got other accomplishments, so we are moving on. Okay, so what I would like to do right now is I want to kind of switch, flip. Since this is our potluck podcast, our end of the year roundup, so to speak. What the hell did y'all bring to the podcast? Huh? Podcast. Podcast. <laughs> All right. So I want to switch over a little bit. And even though I've talked about some of these movies in other podcasts, I just want to do a quick little roundup of uh, some things. So... Uh, we had Avatar, which I saw and which I really dug. Um, I think James Cameron's movie was a success. It was a success. His foray back into the land of the Navi was greatly anticipated. And in my eyes, I think he succeeded. I think he did what he set out to do. And he took us back to Pandora and it was worth it. So for all the people who say, what well, is it better than the other one? Is it just as good? It's good. Okay. And I think you have to give it a chance. It's a different story, but um, I think it feels like a really good middle story. Okay. Um, my favorite thing that came out this year, the Batman. The Batman rocked out with his cock out. Okay. That shit was great. Um, I'm not saying it didn't have any flaws because there are certain things that bothered me about it that I didn't like. Um, but overall, it felt fresh, it felt raw, and it felt good. <laughs> wow. Um, but yeah, it was good. It was really good. Um, I really enjoyed it. I enjoyed Colin Farrell's um, portrayal as the Penguin. That blew me away. Um, Robert Pattinson, uh, Andy Serkis, everybody did a Zoe Kravitz. Everybody did um, a fantastic job. Okay, everybody. Movie was fantastic. For anybody who doesn't like it, I probably don't like you. No, I'm kidding. A little. <laughs> don't talk shit about the Batman. There's like certain movies I don't want to hear it. If you're not a true geek. First of all, if you're not a true geek, I don't even want to hear what you're saying about the Batman. It's like the Batman, Winter Soldier, Man of Steel, those three movies, you don't fuck with my movies, okay? Those are my three, like, you don't fuck with those, okay? Okay, so, moving on. Black Panther 2, Electric Boogaloo. I haven't seen it. Now, here's the thing. I wanted to see it. I still want to see it. But it just was so much going on, man. And I listen, I think they should have recast T'Challa. And maybe that had a little something to do with it. Maybe I just was in my feelings about it. Maybe it was COVID. Maybe it was the triple-demic that also was plaguing us this year. We had the, um, I think it's called the RSV 
virus, we had COVID, which is still looming, and then the flu. So we had this perfect storm, this triple virus. And also we had assholes. So I had to pick and choose. And, you know, it's unfortunate, but, you know, well, not unfortunate, but listen, I had a choice to go see Avatar or to go see Black Panther. And I chose Avatar because, number one, you have the 3D element that you have to see it in the theater it's more well you don't have to but to me it's kind of like what the whole deal is about whereas black panther eh, i could wait i'm not going to get a chance to talk about it like everybody else in its time per se but i think that also too you know when you have a different perspective that comes a little later sometimes that has its own audience so i'm willing to be that i'm willing to wait Okay, the same thing goes with the Woman King. Heard a lot of mixed things about it, but I still want to see it. I still want to do my critique of it and my make my analysis of it. Haven't seen it. Want to see it. I love Viola Davis. Um, I heard some things, but I'm going to give her the benefit of the doubt. And um, for anybody that says, well, what with the Woman King and they were trying to replace the men? And come on, man, Queen of Zynga. Boom. Go do your research. Okay, Halloween ends. That was crazy. That <laughs> shit ended crazy. It was crazy. Um, it was just like, that was one of the weirdest, like literally, y'all did your own version of Season of the Witch, which actually has grown on me. Happy, happy Halloween, Silver Shamrock. So Halloween ends, yeah, it was like, um, I don't know, some kind of weird ass beat em up Jason halloween batman and robin sicko movie i don't i don't want to talk about that anymore um thor love and thunder sucked <laughs> i've seen better sex ed videos in junior high school like thor love and thunder was horrible it was it was literally horrible that's the worst movie marvel ever made to me i don't ever want to see that movie again you understand yeah i understand or no I love Chris Hemsworth. I think he's a great Thor. I think he's a funny guy. I think he's a good actor. Um, I don't want to see Thor Love and Thunder again. And I also dig Natalie Portman. Beautiful. Um, So, no, I don't want to see it again. Um, The movie Nope. Uh, How do I put this? Hell nope. I don't fuck with Jordan Peele. I don't fuck with people who don't fuck with me. Meaning... You're not down with black culture in the way you should be. You putting the N-word in everything you do. I'm not down with you. You're a sellout to me for that. Let me know when you stop putting the N-word in these movies for your massa. Let your, your obligatory N-word in your movies. Until you stop doing that, I don't want to see anything he does. I don't care if he is the director of the next Black Panther. The next... I don't care what they put him in. I'm not watching it if he's involved in it. So... He does the N-word too much. Okay, moving on. Get out of here. Maverick Top Gun. Haven't seen it. Want to see it. I don't know what else to say about it. I want to see it. I like the first Top Gun. People are like, oh, it was cheesy. I love it. I want to see it again. I want to see the new one. I just, same thing, COVID, all other shit. I just didn't get a chance to do it. Um, Everything, everything, everywhere, all at once. I have heard really like flowing great things about that movie um, from people that I trust that are telling me that like, yo, this is something you really want to see. Just haven't had a chance to experience it yet, but I will. Okay. I want to. Um, Let's see. Let's see. Um, There's a French film named Athena. I think that's the name of it. I want to see that movie. Um, Let's see. Doctor Strange. Other than the Illuminati sequence, which was just enjoyable for the sheer novelty of it, because what actually happens when you think about it was kind of like weird and uh, a little cringy. So, But it was the most enjoyable part of the movie. The rest of Doctor Strange, um, uh, whatever, Multiverse of Madness, you could take that whole movie and throw that movie in the trash. Okay? That movie was stupid to me. All that movie highlights to me is is that the Marvel superheroes are the biggest villains in the Marvel Universe. What Doctor Strange does in Multiverse of Madness is the dumbest shit I have ever seen in my entire life. 
Like you totally ruined my suspension of disbelief. Sitting there and doing what Doctor Strange did with Peter. That was the dumbest. I'm like, oh, so y'all are villains. Because this is the shit that a villain would do. The Marvel superheroes are the biggest villains in the Marvel Universe. If you don't believe me, go back and look at these Marvel movies and see. These are the biggest fuck-ups ever. Like, stop making my heroes fuck-ups. I get it. Eventually, y'all might do the secret invasion and some people might not be who they say they're going to be. Spoiler alert. I get all of that stuff. That's fine. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Multiverse of Madness was whack. I'm not saying that there weren't a couple of good elements to it, but uh, for the most part, I don't ever have to see that again. Okay. Um, the shows, She-Hulk, Moon Knight, Miss Marvel, saw two and a half of them. I never got to finish Moon Knight. I wasn't really, um, it was okay. I think, you know, it's, it was, it's a cool, it just didn't grab me the way it should have. And not everything is supposed to. Um, She-Hulk, I thought was a win, despite some bumpiness in there. I think the the Daredevil episode in the first episode truly nailed it. And it had some, you know, funny stuff in between. I hated that Megan Thee Stallion twerk and shit. But, uh, yeah, I think it's a win. And I'd like to see her continue on in the Marvel Universe. Um, the Miss Marvel show, um, I, I, I checked out some of it. Um, I thought it was pretty good. You know, I thought it was. It looked pretty good. Um, looked funny. Looked cool. Um, for But it skews towards much a much younger audience. So it's not really for me. It couldn't capture me like that. Um but uh, yeah, I'm sure I'm 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 down for it. What I really liked this year that I saw um, was Prey and Barbarian. Um, Prey was on Hulu. I forget where Barbarian was. I think that was on HBO Max. I'm not sure. Um, if I'm wrong, if I'm wrong, I'll apologize. Stomach's growling. It's about to be eight o'clock in the morning. Uh, still haven't had any coffee. I might have to pause this and go make me some coffee, man. I just got my good Dunkin' Donuts coffee, too. Um, Prey is really worth it. So, and I'm sorry, I'm not going into, like, all of these indie films and all of that. I don't got that much time, man. I can't do it. I can't do it, man. I can't do it. So, um, yeah, Prey and Barbarian. Check both of those out. Those are my recommendations for, like, you know, streaming movies or whatever. thought both of those were done really well. Um, okay, so let me move on from that little list there and I wanted there's something kind of special um, I want to say something special I want to say what's wrong with me it's early I haven't had my coffee I'm sorry um, I want to give a shout out damn my stomach I want to give a shout out I want to give a thank you to Queen Sugar to the entire staff and everyone over the years that worked on all of the seasons of that show, bravo. Bravo! You guys did you guys did television proud. Okay? You created something. Ava DuVernay, um, beautiful sister, beautiful queen, thank you. Appreciate you. Appreciate what you created with Oprah with OWN, and with all of the 42 female directors. I think it was 42. I could be wrong. could be 45. I think I thought I heard 42. Listen, man, I'm not a polymath. I can't remember everything. I ain't a genius. Okay? <laughs> but um, what a dope show, man. What an awesome display of black excellence. And just, you know, um, you know having all of these different female creators and you know um women from different backgrounds and you know coming together and you know young and old and different ethnic groups and coming together to create this greatness the show the great thing about the show is it was just a show about a normal black family and their farm okay it wasn't about a whole bunch of rappers and drugs and hustling and people getting shot and strip clubs and this in that and blah, 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 blah. It was just about a black family. And it was so good. 
So if you have not had the pleasure and the chance of watching Queen Sugar and you want to just experience some really good black shit, <laughs> excuse me, I don't want to say black shit in uh, reference to this show because I think it deserves better than that. So I apologize. You know, if you want to see some black excellence, watch Queen Sugar. If you want to watch some master directing, watch Queen Sugar. If you want to see some master acting, watch Queen Sugar. And if you want to watch and see some executive directing and some talent behind the screen putting something together, kudos to Ava DuVernay, Oprah, and everyone else involved. You guys did a great job. I appreciate you. I'm a 53-year-old black man, and I look for stuff like that on TV. I look for it because I don't want to give up on programming that is, is you know fits in that vein where it's, it's it's just slice of life dope cool black stuff or from other ethnic groups i want to see stuff like that and you guys did it and you did it in a way that was excellent and so i commend you i thank you um our ancestors thank you and the black community owes you a debt of gratitude for producing something that we can consume for generations to come. And I hope people really look for Queen Sugar, and I hope the word of mouth on it builds, and I hope people go and see it. That's people from every ethnic group. I hope Caucasian people watch it. I hope Korean people watch it. I hope people from all around the world watch Queen Sugar. Go watch Queen Sugar. If you want to see a slice of black life, of black excellence, where you see people's struggles, you see their pain, you see their sorrow, but you also see their joy, you see their togetherness, you see their spirituality, you see their livelihood, you see everything, every aspect of these people, and you see it in a way that's not a bunch of yo, 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 bullshit. It don't have no obligatory N-words in it, okay? Oh, my God. To see a black show that does not bask in the uh, the cesspool of the N-word for the, our slave masters, who, those who aren't putting the obligatory N-word in, these, in their projects, thank you so much. I appreciate you. And just, I can't say enough. So, Ava, you my girl. I love you. I love what you did. And Oprah, I will never forget y'all for allowing me to have that on TV because during a, 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 like, you know, a lot of times in my life, it was something that I could turn to and be like, where can I just go and watch some normal black people? Oh, Queen Sugar. And also, I must say, your follow-up cherished the day. First of all, I didn't even know these two shows existed in the same universe, like the Marvel universe. I didn't know. I didn't know what happened. Nobody told me, man. I'm just watching Queen. Cherish the day one time. Because, uh, listen, y'all caught me with the song. So I was like, oh, cherish the day, cherish the day. I won't go astray. And I start watching the show. Pull me in. I'm like, oh, okay, I like these people. These are normal black people. Another normal black people show. Oh, it's executive produced. Oh, Array. Oh, okay. I start seeing all the time. And then, then I put it together. Oh, okay. Boom. So I'm stupid. So now I'm hooked on Cherish the Day. Okay, so now I have, you know, no, it's not Queen Sugar. It's different than Queen Sugar, but, you know, things change, and it's just like a comic book. You know, Avengers ain't Black Panther, and it ain't Superman. You know, everything is different. So I appreciate Cherish the Day. I'm watching it. I'm into it, and I actually I didn't see the first season or seasons. I don't even know. So I'm going to go back, and I'm going to watch that. So, um yeah, you guys all did an excellent job. Thank you. And we is moving on. Okay, kids. I want to flip the script for a minute and go into something just a little bit more serious and somber for a bit. I want to talk a little bit about or at least acknowledge the Buffalo shooting at the supermarket uh, 10 people were killed, 13 people were shot in total. Um, I believe that a-hole that did this is now sentenced. 
or whatever. I don't even want to look his name up. I don't want to give him any dap. I don't want to give him any limelight dap. I don't want to give him any limelight, um, any spotlight. He's just a loser. Um, and, you know, some people cringe when I say this, but I don't care. If you are a person who is, you know, you're about to walk out the door and you've got a weapon and you're contemplating going out and doing a mass shooting, um, I would suggest you just take out yourself. There's no need to go after your coworkers or people you don't know or family or friends. Just, you know, um, how can we say this? Um, self, self-demise, <laughs> auto-demise, auto-delete, just delete yourself. How about we say that? Just delete yourself, okay? And spare everyone else. Spare the dog, spare the kids, spare your parents. Nobody else should be going down with the ship but you, you know? And I think if more people thought like that, I think it would just be a mental health issue for one person, and we can deal with that and talk to you and, you know, and hopefully get you some help. But um, the minute you start to strap up and want to walk out there and harm other people, I would rather you just take yourself out. So I'm not a healthcare professional. I don't even play one on TV. And I don't want to put, you know, I'm sorry that, you know, sometimes these things need to be said. And, you know, I'm about that good trouble. I'm one of these people that is going to say it. And I don't even think it's a controversial thing to say. I think that, I think it's a no-brainer. Um, I also want to acknowledge um, Buffalo once again about the tragedy, the storm, you know, that took place recently here in December. Um, 37 people died. Um, we got a lot of, you know, people that, you know, lost, you know, their homes as well. And, you know, just, you know, all kinds of stuff, stuff froze and, you know, people's cars. And But the life is what is most important. Um, and I also want to acknowledge that we heard a lot of stories of heroism, of people who were, you know, doing heroic thing in both instances, actually. But uh, now that we're talking about the storm, the snowstorm, there were a lot of people who we hear these stories that they helped out, like the dude that, you know, um, went and, you know, opened the school for all of those people and saved them. Or there was a brother who was driving around in his personal car and he was collecting donations and he had donated like 200 pizzas to people and, you know, just people that did all kinds of stuff. So, one good thing about New Yorkers is, you know, I listen, man, I don't give a shit what you say about New Yorkers. When the lights go out, New Yorkers help each other. There is something about it's, it's like being in a love relationship, man. When it's good, it's good. And when it's bad, it's bad. And when the shit gets thick and we got to stick together, New Yorkers stick together. Okay? We may fight like cats and dogs on other occasions, but when... 9-11 happened, when we have blackouts, when, you know, there's a terrorist act, when just things happen, the disaster, we help each other out. We'll put each other up in our homes. We'll rescue each other. We'll, so New Yorkers, you know, we get a bad rap. We get a bum rap, but at the end of the day, New Yorkers will come to your rescue. So I don't want that, that myth of New Yorkers being so rude, being propagated any longer. New Yorkers are, we are our own breed of people and we're tough and we're resilient. And so my heart goes out to the people that lost their lives and um, we will recover from this. So just wanted to get that out there. Okay, guys. So let's continue on. I want to get back and talk about some more positive things. So, also beyond um, what happened with fusion energy, we also had other great things happen in science, in the world of astronomy, um, space, space sciences. We let's start with the fact that you know they've discovered more than five thousand exoplanets so far. Like we discovered a bunch of them in twenty twenty two. Okay, if you don't know. Um, exoplanets are, you know, it's like when you find a star 
in another galaxy, and then you see that there are planets orbiting that star, just like ours, just like in the Milky Way galaxy here, you know, how we have our planets. And so within those planets, you also see like Earth-like planets. And um, they've even found what is have been dubbed super-Earths. So imagine that, super-Earths, okay? They're, who knows if anyone exists on those other Earths? Who knows? But I would say so. Hey, have you guys ever seen, what's the movie? Um, is it called Another Earth? I think... I think that's the name of the movie. That was a really good movie. Really good movie. Um, if I can recall, Jeremy Rayner might have been in it. Hawkeye? I don't know. It's 9.30 at this point, and I'm just now having my coffee. So um, you can look that up. But that was a good movie. Um, a very good ending as well. Great, great ending. One of the best endings I've ever seen. He's good. Um, so, yeah, we got these uh, exoplanets that have been discovered. So that's great. So also, we had the DART mission. Okay. The DART mission? What's that? <laughs> the DART mission is was a NASA mission where, to make a long story short, they were able to hit an asteroid with, you know, a projectile and then basically move the asteroid, you know, into another asteroid or close into the proximity of it. So basically the Armageddon. Okay. We wanted to see if we could direct personally move an asteroid, if we could actually hit one from here, from earth. Okay. Uh, and then move it. And, you know, now that we know we can do it, you know, Bring it on, Amuamua. <laughs> Amuamua. Ooh, ooh. Sorry, it's from Street Fighter. It was Street Fighter, right? <laughs> when the guy would go, ooh, ooh. <laughs> but um, anyway, so we found out that we can, um, and oh, wait, Amuamua is the um, cylindrical object that is, you know, um, going around the sun. You know, that, you know, the object that entered our solar system the spacecraft no i'm just kidding um maybe um but oh man i just realized something was off with this recording here so let me adjust this i'm sorry if the recording dropped out a little bit um yeah i don't know how this last part is going but um oh man i see something else happening here hold the dice all right guys so um we're back um, just had a little technical difficulties happening here. So I'm sorry there's going to be a little bit of disparity in the sound quality. Apologize for that. But I got a little issue going on here. It just keeps happening. Bear with me, family. Hang with me. You know, hopefully in 2023, I get a little bit better with these things. Okay. So hold on a minute. Let's see. Here we go again.